All episodes of It's Great Business reflect the views and opinions of Intracoastal Marketing and Strategy Group and its guests and do not reflect the official policy or guidance of employers or government entities. You're listening to It's Great Business, sponsored by Intracoastal Marketing and Strategy Group, where great business equals great people. Welcome to another episode of It's Great Business, and I'm Janice Berg-Levy. Today, I have with me Jay Mossman. Jay is the founder and CEO of Acuvo, which provides credit unions with technology and consulting solutions that help improve their bottom line through cost savings and risk management, as well as grow top line revenue. Jay started his career as a developer in banking and quickly rose through the ranks serving executive roles overseeing technology and business functions, which led him to founding his own technology companies to serve financial institutions. What's really, really interesting is that he's also been recognized by Inc. Magazine as Turnaround Executive of the Year He's received citations from the Pennsylvania House and Senate for his technology leadership and vision, and he has won many other awards. He's created over 100 million of shareholder value in the companies he has led. Wow. Welcome, Jay. I am so excited to talk to you. Yes. Yeah. Good Good to see you this morning. Absolutely. So, Jay, that's it was quite a background here. Um, so, so tell me in your own words, who you are, because that's the description on paper, but who are you? Um, I, I think first and foremost, I'm a, a father, a husband, a grandfather. Uh, family's probably one of the most important, if not the most important thing in my life. So I define myself by my family. Beautiful, beautiful. And when you think about this really amazing career and, and all the learnings that you've had, what do you see as, as your purpose and your passion? Yeah, you know, that's a great question. Um, yeah, I, I think my purpose has changed over time, as I think for most people. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't think you really think about a purpose early on in life. You know, you're just, you're, you're just there and you're having fun. But as I've grown older, I, I think my purpose is more um, to be able to provide, I have a unique skill set and I recognize that and I've been very blessed. And so I think it's to provide for uh, opportunity for others and really build capital for future generations of my own family. Mm. Um, to me, that's really, really important. And my passion is always technology. I just absolutely love technology. Um, you know, I, I've just been involved with it for 40, 50 years. And, and, and I just, I, I live and breathe it. Nice, nice. Yeah, it's interesting. And in many of the people that we speak to for this series, um, most times people, you know, start out, a lot of people start out with, I just need to make enough money to like pay the rent. Mm-hmm. And then we start to learn from that. And uh, as you probably know, we have listeners who are just starting out in their career, people that are somewhere in the middle, and then those that are sort of reinventing themselves. And 
you know, everybody is trying to figure it out. And so, you know, keeping that in mind, I think that's a really important point for them to consider mm-hmm. is that there, it, it will evolve. So if you think about your own personal and career journey, tell me a little bit about that. I mean, because that was, that's quite a, a resume that you have. How did you get into all of this? Um, I started really um, at the end of my high school career to where I was uh, in a scouting explorer post um, uh, that, was, that was part of the national office in North Brunswick, New Jersey for the Boy Scouts of America. And that explorer post focused on computer science. And we learned how to program. And I just kind of fell in love with it. And, um, you know, I went to uh, college, just started my college career in computer science, never finished college. I hated it. Um, it was one of those things that uh, I was bored in class. You know, if you gave me a self-service class, I got through it in a few weeks and I was happy. If you made me sit there every day, it just wasn't for me. Right. Um, and so I really wanted to get out into the world and work. And I always had, I, you know, for people of my generation, I had a paper route. You know, I worked in a convenience store. Um, you know, all the things you do as a kid, I mowed lawns in the summer for, for neighbors. So all the things that you did at that time to earn money. Um, and then I worked in retail. I started off in retail while I was going to college full-time. And um, I ended up managing a store part-time uh, or actually full-time and going to school full-time. And they were very manual. And I said to the owner, um, it was a small chain that why didn't they automate? And he just didn't believe in automation. And I said, well, I think if I automate this for you, we can do a better job of forecasting inventory. And this was back in 1974, 75. Mm-hmm. And uh, he said, no, I don't believe so. And I said, I'll make you a deal. If, if I do it and I can prove to you, you got to pay me for it. You got to pay me extra. And I did. And he did pay me extra. And, um, and so that, that kind of really got me hooked yeah. Um, yeah. On, on technology and programming to where I could actually figure out, hey, I can make money at this. Well, that was the other part of it, right? There's nothing Yeah, I can make money. <laughs> and, and by the money. way, I can make better money at this than I can <laughs> managing a retail store. Exactly, exactly. And I think that that's really, so, so what I always like to, to say to people is, again, no matter where you're in the career, always look for those opportunities. And mm-hmm and see how much you can learn and be a sponge or raise your hand because you just never know where that's going to take you. It might not even be something that you even thought about when you started out. Right. So there you go. There was a great example. Yeah. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. So, so when you think about success now, and I know you mentioned your family and I think that that's a big part of what we always discuss um, on the series is that balance between work, you know, professional life and family. So when you think about success, how do you define it overall? I think success at the end of the day to me is, are you really happy at what you do? Do you have fun? Yeah. Yeah. Can you earn a living from that? And can you earn enough money to, to do other things in life that can satisfy you, whether it's a hobby or whether it's a, you know, uh, a, being able to give back through charities or, or whatever it might be. Right. To me, that's, that's, that's how you define success. Mm-hmm. 
Mm-hmm. At least that's how yeah. I define it to me. Yeah, no, and I obviously I, I concur with, uh, with your feelings and I think there's more and more people that do. And I think that as we come out of sort of this, this tough time that we've had as a country uh, around the globe, in fact, I mean, I think people are more sensitized to these kinds mm-hmm. of things too. Okay, I'm going to ask you the next crazy question, which is, is there anything you would have done differently? And I'm going to answer it this way. No, um, we all, I think we all look back over life and there's certainly there's little things we would have done differently. Right. Right. But it was the journey that I've taken till now that has made me who I am and has allowed me the opportunities along the way for one step to the next step to the next step. You know, I ended up at Mellon Bank because I, I was going to go visit my grandmother in Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania. I lived in New Jersey. And to visit her, I said, you know, I hope you got somebody for me to see, to visit, to see why I'm out there. I don't want to spend time always with my grandparents as a joke. Yeah. Well, a little beknownst to me, my grandmother called me back about an hour later and said, I got a date for you. And I said, oh, no, you don't. <laughs> and it turned out that that date is my wife. It was a blind date sent out by my grandmother. No, I have a chill. And I ended up up moving from New Jersey to live with my grandparents uh, because I kind of met my future wife and I needed a job. And I answered an ad, which became Mellon Bank. And Mellon Bank is what started everything. So when you say, would you change anything? You know, I think if we go back and say, sure, we would change things. Everything that we do ends up with a result that causes something else to happen. So if I didn't ask my grandmother on the phone, jokingly, did Mm -hmm. she have somebody for me to, did she have somebody set up for me? I would have never been at Mellon Bank. And if I was never at Mellon Bank, I would have never had the opportunities that caused me to get recruited by Republic Bank in Dallas. And if I wasn't there and meeting people like Charlie Kite and Jerry McElhatt and Roy Grinwelke that taught me so much, I wouldn't have been able to have the opportunity at Bank One to grow into the next opportunity. Mm-hmm. And at Bank One, if I didn't meet John B. McCoy and, and some of the challenges there, I would have never met Safeguard Scientifics when we were looking for a new technology platform. Therefore, I would have never met Pete Musser, who gave me an opportunity to run a company under the Safeguard umbrella. So how can you say, would you change anything? Right. right. You know, would, would you change how you treated certain people along the way? Sure. Maybe different. Would yeah. you have maybe approached a, a, a problem slightly different? Sure. Would I change it? No. It's interesting because a lot of the guests, it's, it's been mixed. I would say the majority of people are mm-hmm. saying they wouldn't change anything. But to your point, there were certain little tweaks you know, because certain things happen. Someone that wanted to play, you know, major league baseball Mm -hmm. (laughs) wished that he had been selected to do that. But, you know, because he didn't get that certain other things opened up and there's lots of examples like that. And sometimes there's just, you know, what is it? The two roads, right? But sometimes even if you 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 take the right or the left, sometimes you end up at the same place anyway, right? So it's, it's very interesting. So I love asking that one. So we're going to switch for a second and we're going to talk about just some fun facts so people get to know you. Mm -hmm. And um, I'm going to start with a person that you admire the most. 
I don't have one person I admire most. There's a handful of people for different reasons. And, and I think that's how I answer most of the questions, right? I find that there's yeah. just not one. My grandmother uh, on my father's side, um, she owned her own newspaper, had her own television talk show and her own radio show in the 50s and the 60s. She was ahead of the time. Yes. And she was a real business person. Yeah. And, uh, and I think, and she was constant. Matter of fact, she was in her 90s and she was reading things in the paper and sending me clippings about things that I should probably know about the market we were serving. Wow. So, you know, and, and, and I just, you know, I admire her for her business sense. My father-in-law, who unfortunately passed away about 27 years ago, um, had a wonderful sense of humor um, and uh, a, a great love of life. And, uh, you know, I, I'm a very serious person, and probably by nature, my wife teases me uh, that she really married me for my humor, which is basically not true. Uh, but, but because she grew up in a house with her dad, who humor was important, yeah. Um, you know, he taught me to laugh where, you know, I came from a much more serious family. Mm -hmm. So he influenced me there. And, um, you know, I, I was certainly influenced by Pete Musser and the team at Safeguard Scientifics. But for the last 15 or 20 years, uh, Bob Keith has probably influenced me the most as I've gone into this part of time of life. And Bob Keith, um, you know, is the founder of TL Ventures, uh, is a, not just a venture capitalist, but is a mentor to so many people in the mm -hmm. Philadelphia area and a contributor to so many good things in Philadelphia. But, you know, Bob has just taught me, you know, so many things about business and how to think through a strategy and uh, yet remain very grounded. Um, yes. you know, for those that know Bob Keith know, he's a humble man. Um, um, a very bright, <laughs> uh, very, very bright uh, individual, but, uh, but very humble. So he's made a tremendous imprint on my life over the last 15 or 20 years where I've really gotten, I've known Bob for almost 30 years, but the last 15 or 20, mm -hmm. um, you know, we've been together. He was an investor in my previous company and he and I co-invest in a number of companies today. And um, I, I just continue to learn from Bob. Yeah, yeah, I can I can attest that he is an amazing person. And I think I um we were talking about people and great people and connection. I would be remiss if we didn't do a shout out to Ken Daly as well, um, who's mm -hmm. been a really, really uh, a connector, right? Yeah, uh, absolutely. People, yeah. And that's how we know each other, in fact. That's right. Yeah, yeah. So favorite book? None. None. Okay. I don't read. I've never read a book cover to cover in my okay. life. Okay. Never. Okay. Um, I, I I don't have the attention span to do that. Yeah, but you could write um, one. You could write one. I actually have started, and it's um it's titled "Packing for Life's Journey: What's in Your Suitcase." That's nice. And so I have, and to try to take all these things I've learned over time yeah. from various people and the stories and put those down as as learning experiences of. You know, these are things that I learned from these people. Yeah. So I have been toying with that. But no, right, reading, I never have. I mean, my mom tried to get me to read a long time ago. And I yeah. just, yeah. you know, I, I read pieces and then, okay, I got the idea and then I move on. 
well, you know what? You now might have the beginnings of, or or part of this book because you can transcribe what we just talked about. So there you go. No, I've just, there you we, go. just <laughs> we just jump started your book. That's right. Yeah. yeah. So favorite movie. I'm an action type person. I love Die Hard, and, and, and I watched it for the first time with my father-in-law. It was very, very late at night over his house, and uh, I don't know. It's just, I, I guess the, the memory of him and the memory of watching it and the fact that it was uh, action-oriented, so any of those action-oriented type films, but Die Hard, is, I, I just kind of love that, but I, you know, I'm, I'm pretty open to various movies. There you go. All right. Okay, do you have a favorite city? I've been extremely blessed to travel. Mm -hmm. And so I have so many cities that, that I just love for different reasons, you know, whether it's San Francisco or San Diego or New York or, you know, London, or, you know, you could just go Geneva. Yes. I mean, I've just had an opportunity, but strangely enough, I love Scottsdale, Arizona. Yeah. It is beautiful there. Beautiful. Yeah. It's just a neat place. Yeah. Don't like to be there in the summer, but. Well, yeah, exactly. Yeah. Exactly. And then your favorite food. I'm a, it's a good question. I like all kinds of different foods. I would say I'm probably more Italian okay. food. Yeah, okay. I like that. Yeah. That's now, I'm right. not Italian, but I'm married into an Italian family. Yeah. So, well, so every Sunday, it. the family got together and there was spaghetti and meatballs to go around. And a lot of gravy, I'm sure. You know, oh, right? yes, yeah, yes, right? exactly. You could, they call it gravy as opposed to sauce. Yep. So how can listeners reach you? Um, they can find me by going to um, LinkedIn. Um, I'm on LinkedIn as, as Jay Mossman. They can, uh, they can email me at uh, jmossman at akubo.com. Okay. So there's, uh, there's a number of ways they can get at me. And, and uh, the website? Is akubo.com, A-K-U-V-O.com. Wonderful fantastic jay thank you so much this was really really fun and uh, i appreciate yeah i appreciate your time yeah. and thanks everybody for listening to it's great business and we'll see you around thanks for listening if you enjoyed this episode please subscribe to the podcast and leave a review also check us out on facebook at intracoastal marketing linkedin at intracoastal marketing and strategy group and Instagram and Twitter at It's Great Business. And visit us on the web at intracoastalmarketingstrategy.com.